0: Color Robot Battle. It's The Coco Show, episode 35. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Coco Show. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about the Color Robot Battle. Oh, man. And what a battle.
1: Did you ever get into it with the old Rock'em Sock'em robots, Aaron? I've got to sit them bad boys in the back right now. It's really? not a. It's a. It's a modern set, mm. you know. But yeah, um, the boy and me played it when he was younger. There's only there's so much mileage you get out of the old Rock'em Sock'ems, though. In my opinion, your your strategies are limited.
0: I think. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there
1: is a strategy to it. I mean, you have to know where your your robot's weak point is. It's funny how little that has in common with something called Robot Battle that has two robots that look like those robots on the cover.
0: (laughs) It is. Can you think of a game that has less to do with it? Um, If you were going to build a robot battle game, how would you do it?
1: Well, uh, we both play. That neat robot board game. What was that thing called? Robo Rally. Which has more than a little in common with robot battle in a weird way. And I always thought that game was hard and irritating. But pretty fun. You know, it's not the worst. What about you? I would
0: make a game like, it would be more like BattleBots. Where you'd have like a whole warehouse full of parts. Yeah, you pick that. out saw blades and laser beams and stuff, and then yeah. you just turn them loose and you see what happens. You know, that
1: would be that would be pretty good too. I'm sure there's something out there like that, but uh, I doubt those robots would be as sophisticated as the, the robots in this game.
0: That's true. That's true. You know, Aaron. Before we get into Color Robot Battle, we need to give a shout out to the Coco Game Selection Committee who chose this game for us to play this week. Uh, These guys, they are the pillars of the Coco Show community, and you can join them by going to patreon.com slash thecocoshow. A big Tandy thank you to Canadian Retro Things, L. Curtis Boyle, Robert Murphy, and Steve Rasmussen. Mm, Thanks, fellas. Aaron, let's get into it. Robot
1: battle. There's the beautiful (laughs) opening screen. If you're watching (laughs) at home, this this is not what I would call the most uh, beautiful graphics you're going to see on Tandy. Boat, before we get into this proper, had you ever heard of this or even had any thought that something like this could have existed? You know,
0: I, I figured a game like this existed. Because how could it not? This is a game... I mean, because there are so many, like you said, like Robo Rally... There are games where you you plug in like it's like the uh, the the old Big Tracks you know that that truck it's exactly thing like that you Exactly, like that.
1: I've got, I've got one set right behind me up on my shelf is a Big Tracks and that's this game reminds me quite a bit of that, but this game's way deeper than even the Big Tracks could handle. Um, and so I, I figured that there was a programming game out
0: uh, for some classic computer. And I somehow knew in my heart that somehow we'd cover it on The Coco Show.
1: Oh, yeah, because this, this is what we do. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that me and Brent didn't run into this game. So, uh, me and you doing it, it's okay. So, let's get into it. Color Robot Battle, uh, developed by an outfit called Image Producers, Inc. We'll get into them here in a minute. Published by the Tandy Corporation. Uh, this was authored by a fellow named Del uh, Ogren. Designed by a fellow named Glenn Stoge, or Stoge, if you will, Uh, released in 81 Boat. So, this was an early Coco Town, one of the earliest. Yeah. And uh, uh, this debuted, the debut cost for this cartridge back in 81 was $39.95 US dollars for this bad boy. Now, I wanted to touch on, real quick, Image Producers Inc., which is the people that's the outfit that Del Ogren and Glenn uh, Soji worked for. Uh, these guys were around before, before the Coco uh, was around. Uh, Image Producers started out as an advertising agency founded by a fellow named Bill Moulds. was in Indiana. Uh, eventually, they worked their way into uh, software uh, some of their first products in the 70s were, were a typing tutor type uh, systems uh, that they sold uh, for the old uh, Tandy machines. Uh, and then eventually, uh, the prog- uh, several programmers joined up, including Glenn, Soge, uh, Del Ogden, and others. And then they were contacted by Tandy to start making machine, uh, programs for the original Coco, the first one. They had to sign some NDAs, and eventually they uh, started making some games, including porting over their typing tutor. I had a little list of stuff that they developed around about the same time that this came out. A lot of their releases were in 81 and a few in 82. Uh, they did Castle Guard, Monster Maze, Sea Seawolf, uh, which we're familiar with a lot of these, Brickyard, yeah. uh, Red Baron, uh, Bally Pinball, uh, Amazing Maze, Football, uh, Demolition Derby. Uh, Star Battle, Space Assault Tennis, Galactic Attack, and of course, uh, Color Robot Battle was also there. So these guys came in and they did a uh, a lot of the early Tandy stuff. And I have to say, this is the kind of program that you would expect an outfit like Tandy and Radio Shack would be looking for. Because when you sell a family one of these color computers... You don't want it. No one wants to hear like, "Hey, this thing will play a mean game of Pac-Man." What they want to hear is like, "This will teach your kid how to program. This is educational." Right. And and this is your classic attempt at t- taking something like an educational teaching of programming and turn it into something that you could sort of pitch off as a game. Uh, boat. What, w- wouldn't you agree? This is this is the pinnacle of how to sell a game.
0: Because what you do is you, on the back of the box. Of course, this was probably sold on in, in a baggie, as the many of the early uh, color computer games were. But no, on, this
1: was on cartridge, so this had one of the classic Tandy boxes that would. Oh, sort of you're right. You're
0: right. So you know if, if you were if you were to demonstrate this at the store i guess i would say you you show the family with the kid you show the family you're typing in all these commands the parents are entranced because it looks like gobbledygook and they're like this is programming it looks like yeah. nonsense and the, the computer is doing something then the kids see the robots fight, and the kid gets into it and says yeah i want to do that and bam
1: you've made a sale yeah yeah it's one of those games that tricks you into learning and then it gives you uh, uh, it holds a carrot out for you, you know, uh, to get you to have a reason to want to learn how to program. So let's get into this boat. And I have to say, I'm going to give you uh, all the credit, uh, boat, in terms of your headlong leap into this, because before I'd even looked at it, boat had went through and done a lot of work. Tell the people what you did to prep for this particular
0: episode, boat. Well, I read the manual. Because you're not going to get very far in this game if you don't yeah. read the manual. Uh, there's actually a uh, Color Robot War enthusiast site, if you can believe it. Uh, yeah. And uh, they uh, they have not only uh, the manual, but they have some sample programs and a, a little bit more backstory information.
1: So yeah. If you, if you want to you, go to that, by the way, it's, it's yeah. so corewar.co.uk forward slash color robot battle. That's c o r e w a r .co.uk forward slash Color robot battle, and that'll get you there. And uh, that site is invaluable, Boat. I'll have to say. Yeah. (laughs) And inside the
0: uh, the manual, it's, it's very well done. It, it takes you step by step through how to create programs to make the robots move around. It teaches you how to make them fire their lasers or missiles. It teaches you about the random function that, allow, that makes your robot just do something random. Uh, and the scanning function and all that stuff. And so what I thought I'd do, just to make a, a video for our YouTube video, is I just went through and I typed in all of the commands. Uh, and it was much, much easier for me to do this on the actual Coco 3 than through an emulator because you have to use a lot of colons and equal signs and things that are mapped to different keys on yeah. a modern PC keyboard. So I went ahead and fired up the Coco 3, the recently upgraded Coco 3, uh, and uh, and and played this. And it was funny, the first time that I loaded up a program and I hit battle, the robots were in black and white. And I was like, what the heck? This is color robot battle. Did I download the wrong version? No, I just had it switched to RGB. you got to play this bad boy in composite to get that yeah. true, true color.
1: Yeah, it, just to... And Boat put a lot of programming in this, but let's just give you a quick idea of what you're doing here. So this game uh, features two robots. Uh, this does not have any sort of AI. Uh, you have, you're basically programming two robots. So... This is fun for two people. Well it, well, it could be, or it for one person to just tool around on. Uh, you know, it's when this came up, I just stared at it in disbelief because it just comes up on the screen. It says you can have a demo or hit enter to go to get at it. And when you hit enter, this page comes up, and with just a bunch of it, just it looks like you're like, oh my god, what am I doing? Well, it's actually quite simple. Uh, everything is split into two robots: a left and a right robot. And you can eventually name your bots. And you go in, and what you've got to do is start telling these robots what to do. So, for example, uh, if you are controlling the left robot, the blue one, you're going to tell the robot, okay, I would like you to drive up uh, eight steps, and then I would like you to turn to the right, and then I would like you to shoot one of your guns. (coughs) Every bit of those steps, you program in. Uh, And so once you, and and you use a language that the, uh, it's a pretty easy to understand language. For example, if you want your robot to go forward X amount of steps, you would type F and then you would type a number, uh, uh, you know, zero, nine. That's how far your robot will go. And now that you've completed that step, you can put a colon in and then you can put another step and you can just, you can make a big, long set of commands that your robot does and you could also, you don't have to do it in that way. You could also do it in like, a, almost like you would do a basic program. But effectively, what you're doing is you're programming that can, that, that uh, robot to, to take the steps you've programmed in. And then once it's over, uh, then you can go back and add more steps or see what you did wrong, what you didn't want to happen. Of course, when you're fighting an opponent, uh, they're going to do that too. So more often than not, I would assume, Boat, these two idiot robots just randomly go flying around. But they've actually got things that are built into the programming language that these robots have these capabilities you wouldn't think they did. They could scan an area. Uh, they can they could do a bunch of interesting stuff if you've got the know-how and the patience to go in there and program it in, can't they, Boat?
0: That's right. That's right. And the... Um... When I was programming, the hardest thing for me to to reconcile with was that uh, y- your pro- your program loops when it's done. It just it just loops over and over and over again. Yeah. And so I would program something that would put the robot where I wanted it to be, but then as soon as it got there, it would start to mo- it would run the program again and it would go somewhere else. And so you really have to think this through. This is a this is a program that really teaches you how logic works. And how these you know looping functions work and things like that. So I definitely see the educational, uh, the educational advantage that somebody that is looking to get into programming would have by starting with something like this.
1: And of course, instead of just being a, a, a by the line setup, which is what the big tracks would be, you would just type go forward four, turn right, you go forward six, back up one, shoot. This also has stuff like subroutines. Uh, random uh, statements, like I said, scanning. You could do if-then stuff. If you know, if you scan and there's a wall, then back up two steps, turn. Mm-hmm. Real complicated uh, uh, stuff, and uh, you could you could really set your pr- robot up to do quite a bit of stuff. Now, uh, once you've set your robot up, then you've got to set up the other robot, uh, and you could let your friend or your relative do that, or you could do it yourself. And then once both the robots are set up, you compile both their programs, and then it's time to have the battle. Yeah, and I'll tell you something
0: else that's handy, is that if there's an error in your program when you go to compile it, which you're seeing right now, it will actually take you back to the spot that you've made a typing mistake uh, right there. So, normally, you know, like if you make an error in basic, it'll say error online, blah, 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 and then you've got to go. This actually jumps you right to the spot where you need to change. So that's that's yeah. pretty handy.
1: Yeah, yeah, very good stuff. And then once you start the thing, you can actually hit a number button and kind of change the speed of the things the way things are going. Yeah, so
0: you can run this. You can run this. One is the fastest speed, and nine, I believe, is the slowest speed. And you're not going to run this thing sl- slower than 4. I mean, no. not unless you like it's watching slow. paint dry. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's real slow. Uh, so once you start the battle, you just sit back and watch the two robots battle. Now, uh, and, and don't get me wrong. When we say robots, if you're not watching, uh, if you're listening in your car or something like that, these are two molt- different colored squares with, with the two different colored turrets that mope around the screen. They're not what I would call at the peak of graphical abilities, even on the Coco. Uh, but, I mean, you don't need that much. But, I mean, it's still, it's... the This is the most disappointing part of the whole thing, I think, is the actual... Uh, the combat, because the, you're on a black background. There's not, there's not a whole lot to look at uh, when it actually kicks off. Now, if you could program your robots, and then, uh, when you were done, it just turned it off, that'd be something. But not only does this thing give you the ability to... Save your robots, which uh, uh, if you go to that web page we mentioned earlier, you could actually download tons of different robots. Uh, it also gives you the ability boat to load and you can print your robots program. If you've got mm-hmm. a printer hooked up, the documentation, make sure you don't have the printer on when you turn on the cocoa. I thought that was interesting. But you can actually use a the dot matrix printer and print out your program. You can see where this will be handy to uh, use as for teaching because you can oh, actually yeah. compare your programs uh, and retype them in if you didn't save them to cassette well this is uh, also so,
0: this is also when you're going over to your friend's house that you know you both had cocos you, you, this was how you imported your character. As you yeah. bring over your program and you type it in, and that, that's where the real fun is. is I hadn't you even thought about buddies, that. When you have two buddies that are real into this, and independently they come up with what they think is the ultimate robot, one guy prints out his program, takes it to his friend's house, retypes it in, and you watch the sparks fly.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, we're a show about games, both. I mean, pure and simple. When you think about this as a game... Because we we also dabble in edutainment or educainment. I mean, what? So w- can we pitch this to people and say you need to go play it, or what do you think? Where do you stand on it?
0: This is a game that I think is worth playing if you are interested in a game that does what this does. You know, this is a programming game. It's a game where you are making your your character do something quote unquote blind. Where you're typing in things and you want to see how it ends up i mean it's just like it's just like robo rally is not for everybody because you're not physically moving your robot on the thing that on the on the board either right. You've got cards and i think part of the fun is the sort of random nature when things don't go quite as well as they as they might the problem is is that with this game you don't have kind of fun things like conveyor belts or pits or spikes that you fall into, or anything like that. All you—the only thing that can destroy you—is the other robot, or running into the wall a million billion times. Which, by the way, is what I did because I wanted to find out what happened at the end of a match. <coughs> I wanted to find out if there, if, what was displayed. Well, if you—if uh, one robot defeats another robot, the winning robot, the screen inverts itself color-wise. Yeah. And uh, and the the robot, the winning robot, spins and around in a joyful
1: circle, firing its laser in all eight directions. Yeah, it's kind of dangerous looking mm-hmm. when you win. That robot goes bananas. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think this could, I could certainly see, and I'm sure they, we have moved well beyond this as a teaching tool in terms of what's available today. But if you wanted to have a little fun with your kid, you know, we're trying to get Luke into programming a little bit. And when you look at the uh, the little language they've got here for this robot, uh, it's, a, it's, it's uh, cute and it's also not that tough. It's something that a kid could probably figure out and could have fun with it. And like Boat said, if you if this is the kind of thing where you want uh, to kids to match up their robots to fight each other, you know, like at their buddy's house or their friend comes over, it's a hard sell. Uh, but if you could talk them into it, I think it's fun to be had. And if it, it sort of reminds me, I, I've looked for some reviews of this uh, Boat. And there's well, Aaron, not before,
0: a- before oh. we move on to the reviews,
1: I want okay. to take a quick
0: break in the action and talk about one of the fine, fine folks that keeps the Coco Show running. It's our buddy Frank. Why don't we run the uh why don't we run the retro rewind ad, Aaron? Are you ready to take the plunge into the exciting world of the tandy Color computer? Have you tried emulation and found it to be confusing and unreliable? What the hell is BitPaint? It's time to get yourself a real Cocoa, and get yourself over to RetroRewind.ca get it out with everything you need to enter the Cocoa universe. The Cocoa SDC is the fastest, easiest way to jump into the Nirvana that is gaming on the Tandy Color Computer. A preloaded SD card is already included, so just pop it in your Cocoa and away you go. Pick up your Cocoa SDC at RetroRewind and be sure to use the promo code AMIGOS10 to save 10% off the already low price. Thank you to RetroRewind.ca for sponsoring the Coco Show. So, Aaron, what did the reviews have to say about Color Computer Battle or Color Robot well, Battle?
1: I really only looked up, of course, this is not a game you're going to find a review on. And I, and I want to tie this in what I was saying uh, before we took the break. Um, so, in uh, April of '83, Rainbow, the, the reviewer from Rainbow, had a look at this. Game And what he tried to do was to try to get his kids to play it, you know, and he said the ultimate test is if the program is doing what one thought it would when I bought it. Does it really teach programming methods and structures? I think so. But only time will tell. Does it intrigue enough to draw the kids to it? Well, in competition with Donkey Kong and Defender and Centipede, it doesn't stand too much of a chance. But the 11-year-old is a little more intrigued by the idea of learning programming than the 13-year-old video game wizard is. And he has spent a couple self-motivated sessions on it. And that is basically where he derives whether the game was a success or not. He got one of his kids to play this game uh, as opposed to playing any of the other more uh, contemporary games of the time that were more uh, something that's more of a traditional game. And that's sort of where I put this thing down. I think it's a very cleverly done uh, uh, programming language for younger folks, a simpler language with a little payoff at the end. I I think this is definitely one that should be checked out, if anything, just to kind of experience it. And I like the idea that uh, there are websites out there that sort of hold a torch for games like this. Uh, and because games like this were important, it was a good learning tool, and one would wonder how many kids uh, played this back in the day and went on to do proper programming, maybe even on Coco.
0: Yeah, yeah. We also got a couple Discord reviews, Aaron. Uh, C64J writes, interesting concept to program robots to battle each other. I, didn't, I don't know Tandy Basic and have no manuals about Tandy Basic or the game itself. After two home runs with Junior's Revenge and Rally SG, not sure this one holds up. Can't give a real review since I didn't take the time to learn how to program the robot. I did watch demo and some gameplay on YouTube. Interested to hear what you guys think. And L, Curtis Boyle, writes, Although I have not played it in years, Color Robot Battle was a cool mini programming language having two program controlled robots battle it out. Although definitely not for a regular gamer type person, it did help whet the appetite of some people to help to learn programming further. I think it also goes to show how far AI has come in games since, and how complicated AI programming can be. With a limited set of commands for moving, turning, scanning, firing, etc., one quickly discovers how hard it can be to program an autonomous AI system. I can't really rate this on a gaming scale. If you are a programmer type, it would get high marks, especially for when it was released, but if you aren't, you will find it utterly boring and or you'll probably find it utterly boring and or too difficult
1: yeah we had this when i was a kid we actually had uh had we had pirated this i think and i remember looking at this for like two seconds and and never ever trying it again so yeah it's it's one of those you have to ease your way into boat yeah yeah and i i think it's you've got there's got to be set there you've almost got to have
0: somebody like you know if if you're a kid your 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 parents have got to be talking you into this this yeah. is not something that you're going to be like oh man I'm going to dive right into this instead of playing you know donkey king or whatever so
1: yeah and this thing doesn't hold your hand it's not as complicated as it could be But, like, I wouldn't have known what compile was or, you Mm -hmm. know, stuff like that. I wouldn't have had any idea. So you're really going to have the... I remember this came with a robust manual. uh, And and, uh, nowadays, of course, we're fortunate because we've got all the help you can get on this sort of thing. So it makes it a lot easier to get into. I was worried about this, but actually it was quite simple to set that and play it. Yeah.
0: All right, Aaron, it's time to bid a fond farewell to Color Robot War. Now, if you're watching this right now and you said, boy... I wish that I could get some more hot Cocoa Show action every week instead of every month. There is a way, there is a way. If you go on over to patreon.com slash the Cocoa Show, we have a goal up there. If we can get to $200 of support a month, we will make The Coco Show a weekly, a weekly endeavor that we will enjoy immensely. I already mentioned the uh, Coco Show Game Selection Committee at the top of the show. want to give a special shout out to our uh, Coco Show supporters as well. Thanks to Graham, W. Vebke, Buttons, and William Becker. Uh, guys, we love The Cocoa, and we would love to bring three more of these to you every month. Now, Aaron, uh, there, this isn't the only show that we do. We also do a show about um, uh, the Amiga called Amigos. I don't know if you've heard of that one, Aaron. Uh yeah, we do a show, it's uh, great. We do a show on the ZX Spectrum called Our Sinclair, the Atari ST Show, 1200XL, and ARG Presents, where you and your brother spin a big old retro wheel and play games from wacky systems. All these shows can be found on the Amigos Retro Gaming YouTube channel or at anchor.fm slash Amigos Podcast. Aaron, what's coming up next on The Coco Show? Let's have a look, Boat. Oh, yeah. That looks Shock awesome. Trooper. Shock Trooper.
1: Sounds That's good real, to me, man. got a
0: real comic booky looking cover there. <laughs> yeah,
1: it does. That looks awesome. Yeah.
0: So, if you are a member of our Discord community, it's time to fire up Shock Trooper. Leave us a review. We'd be happy to read it on the air next episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And all hail... L. Curtis Boyle.
1: Home. Oh. Mm-hmm.